Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to on today's show. We'll kick off and talk with Kalani Sitake about some of the news and notes coming out from his press conference yesterday. Also need to talk about some of the news that came out late yesterday from both the University of Utah and BYU regarding the future of the Holy War series. We'll talk about that. We'll also catch up on how former Cougars did in the pros, both in the NFL and also in the Euro League in basketball, with two former Cougars squaring off overseas. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as today's show rolls on. So a lot to get to, and thanks again for taking the time to download the show. We are brought to you by our title sponsor on this fine podcast, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at Vivid Seats. We'll tell you about both of those companies as today's show rolls on. Let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for September 24th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download this show. Wherever you can download podcasts, you can find Locked On Cougars. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya Podcast app, Google Podcasts. You can find the show anywhere podcasts are to be found. So thanks again for your continued support of the podcast. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. All right, let's kick off the show today talking a little bit about Kalani Sitake and his press conference yesterday. Well, the big news that came out from the weekend is that Tyson Williams is out for the season after suffering a torn left ACL in his left knee. Well, left ACL, torn ACL in his left knee. Excuse me, I should speak a little clearer on that. Well, Kalani Sitake was asked yesterday what the chances are that Tyson Williams could get a medical hardship waiver and come back for his sixth year. Well, here's the question and answer. Too early to determine if uh, if he'll apply for a hardship waiver. We're just looking at all the, the details, just try to get him healthy first, and then well, we'll figure out that stuff. But there's a lot of different options that we're looking into, but nothing's been defined yet. Nothing's definite right now. There you go, Kalani Sitake says all options are on the table, and I would expect that the university, speaking of BYU, will approach the NCAA about a medical hardship for Tyson Williams, but it sounds like it's a pretty hard uh, deal to get that sixth year back. It sounds like Zane Anderson probably has a more open and shut case in terms of getting his sixth year back, but Tyson Williams is a graduate transfer. Maybe a little bit harder for him to get that granted. We'll see how it all shakes out, and of course, we'll have it covered for you right here on the podcast. Now, the question is, okay, what about the depth behind Tyson Williams? It appears that Emmanuel Asupa will be the lead back for BYU going forward. On the new depth chart released yesterday, he had an oar next to his name alongside Lopini Katoa as co-starters at running back. Sione Finau has kind of been presumed to be the third running back. But Tyler Algier, a guy we saw play linebacker for BYU, a converted running back, may play both ways. Here's what Kalani Satake had to say about the depth at running back as well as Tyler Algier's options. 
Yeah, we might. I mean, I think we have a lot of good players there. I mean, this is up to Lopini and Soup and Sione and others that are playing that position, you know. So we'll see how it uh, how it goes. We feel like there's a good group of players there to begin with. And if you're talking about Tyler Algier, we'll see we'll see what what it looks like this week. But he's capable of going both offense and defense. And uh, we'll just have to see what his role will be on each side and which one's more important to this team and having success. There you go. Kalani Sitake and Tyler Aljug could play both ways, but it sounds like they'll make a determination on which side he plays on. We'll see if we can get an update from our practice insider at some point this week to get you some more information on that and how things look at the running back position. One final note from today. We'll get to more of these throughout the week, but uh, Kalani Sitake, the lack of a pass rush and Jacob, Jacob Eason's ability to really just light BYU up in the pocket, 24 of 28, was a big-time talking point. Kalani Sitake says that he understands that the pass rush needs to improve, but that Toledo offers a different challenge this week. Yeah, that has a change. Looking at, at um, Washington's O-line, really, it's a veteran group and really good players. And thought we could have done some things better as a defense and, and as a personnel on D-line to, to gain that favor, you know, and, and to get an advantage on line scrimmage. But, yeah, we're, we're looking into all that. I mean, focused on Toledo right now. They run the ball a lot more than they throw. So I don't know how many opportunities we had to pass rush this week, but the emphasis on stopping the run has got to be up there. There you go, Kalani Sitake on the pass rush. Toledo, very much a run-heavy team, likes to carry the the ball a lot. They don't pass a lot. They're pretty efficient when they do pass it, but this is a team that wants to shove it down your throat. So BYU, you'd expect that there'll be much a lot of work on run stopping this week because BYU's run stopping in terms of their run defense has been abysmal so far this season, and a team like Toledo's got to be licking their chops thinking, hey, we can go out and get these guys. We'll talk a little bit more about Toledo as the week progresses, but let's put it this way. Toledo, they put up a lot of points in a lot of yards. They also give up a lot of points in a lot of yards. So BYU you should have an opportunity to score points in this game. It's just a wonder. You just have to wonder if they can score consistently enough to win the game. All right. Uh, one other thing before we take a timeout here and talk about the NFL guys, the former Cougars and the pros, is that BYU announced an extension of the rivalry series against Utah. Uh, BYU and the University of Utah jointly announced an extension of their football rivalry series between the two programs. They have added four additional games to the current agreement. Uh, the part of the extension, the Cougars and Utes will take a two-year break in 2022 and 2023. We talked about this yesterday. University of Utah expected to sign a home-and-home series with the Florida Gators. Uh, that series is not finalized quite yet. But the new games for the BYU football series means that the Cougars and Utes will play in 2020, 2021, take the two years off, resume the series in 2024, and then play four more games in between 2025 and 2028. There were two contracted games in 2022 and 2023. The way I understand it, talking to some sources, is that BYU essentially reworked the contract and moved the two games for 2022 and 2023 into the 2025-2026 slots, and then they added two new games to the existing series in 2020. 27 and 2028. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully you followed me there with that. One additional note I can pass along to you guys. This hasn't been announced yet, but it's expected to be announced at some point that as a result of the BYU playing ball with the University of Utah, the U has also helped BYU in terms of filling the quote-unquote hole that BYU has in their schedule during 2022 and 2023. It sounds like USF, the University of South Florida, who BYU will face in a few weeks here, or UCF, University of Central Florida, the 
Knights, who BYU has faced twice before, I believe maybe four times actually at this point in Independence, could be the teams signing up to play BYU in a home-and-home series in 2022 and 2023 to fill the hole with the University of Utah. That announcement should come in the coming days or maybe weeks. We'll keep you updated on that, but that is one thing our sources have indicated, that this is a reworking of an existing deal for BYU and Utah, and as a result of the two programs working together, both programs are going to have high-profile games against programs from the Sunshine State. I think it's a win-win all the way around for BYU and Utah. So there you go, some of the notes on the new series with BYU and Utah, and an insider note for you guys that listen to this podcast that you can share with your family and friends. All right, uh, we will come back, talk a little bit more about former Cougars in the pros, guys in the NFL, as well as a big EuroLeague preseason matchup between two former Cougar Cagers, two former BYU basketball players. Need to talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that Vivid Seats wants to remind you that making a memory lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats and their app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100, guys. Fantastic way to get out to the live events you'd be going to anyways. Check it out with the Vivid Seats app. Enter the promo code KICKOFF to receive that discount of up to $100. All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in a minute. Do need to take a minute and talk to you today about our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Of course, they are the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars, and we can't thank them enough for their continued support of the show. You've heard me talk about this before, but let's talk about it once again. Deseret First Credit Union, of course, they have a faith-based bond with most of their members. They also are asking right now, what is your focus? What's your why? Whatever that why might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, and with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. I think everybody would be happy to have extra money in their pocket every month. Well, guess what? A no-cost refinance from Deseret First, you can get locked locked in to that low rate for absolutely nothing and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month. It's a fantastic way to put extra money back in your pocket. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation, whether you're a first-time home buyer, you got investment properties, whatever your situation is, they will make sure you are taken care of. Give them a call, 801-456-7070. That's once again, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your vehicle or even if you're at your home, having some downtime, regardless of what you're doing, smart devices make listening to podcasts the easiest thing to do. All you got to do is tell your smartphone, your smart speaker, whatever you've got, wherever you may be, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with the latest in BYU sports news with this daily podcast all focused on BYU. All right, let's turn our attention to the pro ranks. Nine former Cougars currently on active rosters in the NFL. 
NFL. Let's run down how the week went for them in week three of the NFL season with that going in the books last night with a win for the Chicago Bears over the Washington Redskins. We'll start off up in Seattle. Ezekiel Ansaw, defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks. They lost 33-27 to to the New Orleans Saints with Taysom Hill on the roster. Ziggy did make his season debut after suffering a foot injury, but he tallied no stats in limited action early on in that game. Taysom Hill on the other side of things in the win for the New Orleans Saints did uh, help them improve to 2-1, and one, but he had very limited reps comparative, comparative to what he's normally done. Re- uh, Hill had one reception for five yards, one carry for five yards, and added an assisted tackle on special teams. Did not play at quarterback despite uh, some news coming out last week from Sean Payton that they may play both quarterbacks, him and Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater got all of the reps at quarterback. We'll see if that changes going forward. On to the Los Angeles Chargers and cornerback Michael Davis, the former Cougar, was inactive for the Chargers' 27-20 loss to the Houston Texans. He remains out with a lingering hamstring injury. Hopefully he can get back on the field in short order and regain his starting job. Kyle Van Noy, a linebacker for the New England Patriots. The Pats shut, uh, blew out the New York Jets 30-14. They're now 3-0 on the year. KVN had a great game once again. Three tackles, one of those solo, tallied a half sack, a tackle for loss, a quarterback hurry, and a pass deflection in that win. On the opposite side of him playing defense for the Jets was Bronson Kafusi, a defensive end. Uh, they are now 0-3 on the year. Kafusi tallied a solo tackle in the loss to the Patriots. Harvey Longy uh, played linebacker, outside linebacker for the Jets. He tallied three total tackles, two of them solo stops in that loss as well. Daniel Sorensen, safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Ravens 33-28 to move to 3-0 on the year. Sorensen had three tackles, two of them solo, and a special teams tackle in that win. Sione Takitaki, a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. They lost 20-13 to the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday Night Football. They are now 1-2 on the year. Takitaki only saw time on special teams and did not tally any stats in that loss. Fred Warner started once again for the San Francisco 49ers as they came back to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. I'm a big Niners fan. If you guys don't know that about me, I am. They're now 3-0 for the first time since 1998. It's been a long time since the Niners started off a season 3-0. Well, he started at middle linebacker, speaking of Fred Warner, and tallied three solo tackles while playing every rep on defense for the Niners in that win. And the final note here, NFL-wise, is Jamal Williams running back for the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are 3 and 0 after beating uh, the Oh, who did they beat? I apologize. The Packers are now 3-0 after their 27-16 win. He rushed 12 times for a team-high 59 yards. Oh, they beat the Broncos. Duh. The Packers beat the Broncos 27-16. But Williams, most importantly, 12 carries for a team-high 59 yards and added two receptions for 27 yards in that win. A good showing for Jamal Williams. Hopefully finds the end zone soon enough for the Packers. One final note, former Cougars and the pros, is that Jimmer Fredette and Elijah Bryant two former BYU basketball players squared off in preseason action on Saturday with Bryant playing for Maccabee Tel Aviv, emerging with an 82-71 win over Jimmer and Panathinaikos out of Greece. Bryant had 11 points in the win for Maccabee, while Jimmer scored 15 points. It was the second highest total in the loss for Panathinaikos. They're still in preseason action. I believe the regular season for EuroLeague, which both of these players will be playing in, begins early next month, I think like October 2nd or 3rd 
it gets going. Well, of course, we'll track that for you throughout the upcoming season to see these players. Brandon Davies, former BYU Cougar as well, playing for FC Barcelona. Got plenty of guys in the Euro League to track in terms of former Cougars playing overseas in professional basketball. All right, so there you go. Rundown of how former Cougars and the pros went this week. Of course, we'll track that for you each week. Usually on Tuesdays is when we get to this on Locked on Cougars. Uh, We'll have a little bit more on what's going on with other BYU sports here in just a moment, but a lot to get to. And a reminder for you guys to follow the show on social media. That way you don't miss anything when in terms of what the show, breaking news, etc. Follow the show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Locked on Cougars there. You can follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, if you want to reach out to the show, whether you have questions about advertising with us, or if you'd just like to drop a note to the show, question, concern, comment, email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you there. All right, more in a moment. We'll talk about the other BYU sports. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast. As we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, I wanted to run down everything else going on in BYU sports news. The women's soccer team off to a perfect 8-0 start. They've moved up to number 7 in the country. Congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood's team. Cameron Tucker, a junior forward for the women's soccer team, was named WCC Player of the Week for last week after her hat trick in the win over Kansas State, along with an assist on the game-winning goal versus number 14 Kansas last week. Congratulations to Cameron Tucker and congratulations to women's soccer soccer on moving up the national rankings as they keep winning they're going to keep moving up and they are off to a flying start this year women's volleyball off their upset over Stanford moved up to number nine back inside the top 10 after beating number two Stanford who moved to number one despite losing don't ask me how that happens, but the AVCA coaches poll, somehow Stanford gets upset on their home court. BYU moves up in the national rankings, but Stanford gets rewarded and moves up to number one. What are we t- what are we doing here? Anyways, we'll just leave that alone. The women's volleyball team ranked number nine, now nine and two on the season. McKenna Miller, she was named WCC Player of the Week for after 22 kills on a 413 hitting average in the Cougars win over Utah last week before tallying 18 kills in the upset of Stanford. Congratulations to McKenna Miller and congratulations on women's volleyball moving back inside the top ten. They actually got two first place votes this week. Uh, most first place votes are spread across the top three or four picks. BYU sitting down there at number nine has two first place votes in the national polls. One final note for you today is in the women's golf sphere. The BYU Lady Cougars are tied for fourth at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Invitational after carding the second lowest the lowest second round score as a team, finishing the day 17 over overall. Alicia May Mateo is tied for seventh place individually at two over while Naomi Soifua is tied for 12th at 3 over. Their final round in Coeur d'Alene is today. We'll have a full recap of how the Cougars perform tomorrow. Uh, WCC rival Gonzaga has like a 10 or 11 stroke lead as a team. They're absolutely dominating this, but hopefully BYU can move up, maybe finish in the top three. Be a good showing for them after a ninth place finish in their season opener. All right, so there you go. That is the rundown of what's happening in BYU sports news. Thanks again for continuing to support this show. Today's show brought to you by 
title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Any of your home refinancing needs or any financial need, period, give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to learn more. Also brought to you today by Vivid Seats. Check out the Vivid Seats app, enter the promo code KICKOFF, and receive up to $100 back on your purchase. It's a fantastic option for the events you'd be going to otherwise. Thanks again for continuing to download and uh, post this show. Please share it with your family and friends. Post it on social media. Let people know about this podcast. And also, give us a good favorable rating and review on the podcatcher of your choice. It really does help get the word out about the podcast. We will catch you guys tomorrow. We'll be out at BYU football practice and basketball practice, by the way. Basketball kicking off their two-a-days. Their season is getting close, guys. They begin practice today. We'll be out at BYU media availability for both basketball and football this evening. So a lot to cover on tomorrow's edition of the show. And we'll catch you then. Enjoy whatever's left of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Cougars for September 24th, 2019.